0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top ten show, the movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the 1AJ, Anthony Jordan, the UK's favourite film critic, Nico DeRoe, the silver screen dude! Oh, yeah. Hey screeners, how you doing? How It's myself, the 1AJ, Anthony Jordan, happy new year to one and all. Happy
1: New Year! It's me too, Nico Lero. Shout out to my Nicoholics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. It's gonna be a thing.
0: Do you know what? All right, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just gonna have to work with the Jaw fans then. <laughs> J o r a n Jaw fans. You've lost me, Jordan. But just take the D off, make it an F. Jaw fans, maybe we'll see how it works. I'm gonna find. I was thinking
1: the one, the one and done is. What do you mean one and done? No one's one As and done. An AJ doesn't need anything more than AJ. I'm bigging you
0: up here, motherfucker. Oh, all right, we're in respect to that. No <laughs> one and done
1: I'm throwing love at my guy and he's hating on me. It's season oh four, God. by the way, people. <laughs>
0: We were like, yeah, we heard him once, and then we're done. I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't work. But anyway, okay, we'll we'll come to that. We'll, we'll come to that. <laughs> right now, let's just embrace the screeners because that's who everyone is. You are the screeners because when the Nickaholics and the two be confirmed join together, you guys are the screeners, and that's who we love and appreciate. Even if it's your first time, thank you so much for joining us. We are celebrating season four. Season four. <laughs> We did say we were going to do like certain things for season four. Technology prevailing, they will still come. So hang with us. If you haven't heard it, don't worry. Just welcome to season four. <laughs> so, we could put it. There don't worry.
1: worry, guys. Don't worry. We wanted to launch it with season four. I was away in Mexico. Shit happened in the UK that prevented shit happening for AJ. Just life. Life is hard, people. Life, you. Know life,
0: life is hard, but I've actually got to a point, and here we go. Like. As much as we are celebrating the soon-to-be departure of one crazy blonde-haired leader, I'm also acknowledging that the UK has a crazy blonde-haired leader as well. And I've had to just go to this point where I... Do you know what? Screw it, because I've actually got to that point of breakdown. If anyone wants to go to my Tony NTR page, you'll see where I absolutely... This is on Twitter as well. Went absolutely insane. Why did I, I go insane? Because I was like, I've had enough. And who did I call it? I called out Open Reach. I called out Virgin Media, and I called out our good old government. Because in this current time we're being told, work from home. That's the one. If you can work from home, work from home. Yeah, well, well, I'd love to, because you know what? The current employer, the previous employer I had no longer wants me, and I'm trying to kick off what I'm trying to kick off. When you have, and I shit you not, do you know what? When you have point two upload, you can't work from home. 0.2? Point 0.2, point 0.2 upload. And that is not a joke. Right? This I swear is a like... Well this I is a this is a it's tweaked to Ofcom. Internet, the because there was meant to be a point. There's meant to be a minimum download, I know, of ten degree um ten meg, right? Hmm. I I don't get that. And it's it's now relying on stuff like an EE box. And shout out to EE. You guys have been amazing, right? They were also the only provider who replied to me. But those are a single box that can't provide a whole family, especially if you're trying to stream, someone else is working from home, and then you're also trying to do a gaming service. It just won't work, which a normal hub could. Mm. Virgin Media isn't available in my area. Fair enough. Open Reach is, right? A couple of roads down. The new new build have fiber optic. I don't get fiber optic because I'm not there. And all you can do is register. And what do you do? You get told if you would like it, you have to enter a contract for a minimum of five years and pay £270 a month. I'm not doing that. No. I am not doing that. So I took to Twitter and I've asked our leader, good old Boris and good old Rishi Sunak, how is one meant to work from home under these conditions? Dare I say? Let's clap for the NHS, let's support them where we can I even tried to apply For a job to work from home To do the track and trace system You're asked to do a screenshot of your internet speed Guess who didn't make it Mm -hmm. Yeah, there we go There we go So, Openreach, who are in my area But choose not to come onto my road yet Thank you very much The screeners are disappointed One and done (laughs) Honestly, i the, the 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 speeds that I had are absolutely disgusting and heartbreaking, and there's no manipulation of this. You know, they they are, they are there. So
1: real talk. So I was just the place I was just diving in Mexico is around the Yucatan Peninsula on the east coast, right? To get this is relevant. I'm not just going on a weird. Ignore what you just said. Bear with me. Yeah. yeah. So the whole of the Yucatan Peninsula is. is Covered in these things called cenotes, which are basically sinkholes. So if you imagine caves that have collapsed in and then filled mm-hmm. systems that have collapsed in filled with rainwater, and they're I mean they're stunning to dive in. But to get to these motherfuckers, you don't just find these things on the side of the road. Like you need to go into jungle. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. into jungle. So it's kind of an adventure. Bro, I was in the middle of the jungle and I had faster upload than that.
0: Again, I, I don't want to mention names, was, <laughs> but the person at EE who was extremely helpful was like, I'm in Wales in the countryside and I have fibre. How do you in London not have it? Mm. <laughs> like, these are the challenges. These are the challenges. And I'm like, Ridiculous. yeah, I, I just can't. I cannot. No, I cannot. <laughs> but, you know, hey, this yeah. is this is where uh, we are, at. Right? first century. Not so advanced. Here we go. Do you want to know what my, upload, my download speed was? Screenshot here that I sent to Ofcom and everyone. 2.36 and 0.54 upload.
1: That's ridiculous, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another one. 6.5 download, 0. 0.59 upload. 5 download, 0. 0.27 upload.
1: The point is making is that his internet sucks.
0: Yeah, sorry. I just, the rant just continued because, hey, if you want to help out the screeners right now, just let Ofcom know. At Ofcom. At Boris Johnson. At Richie Zunak. I'll even retweet myself. Leave
1: Richie alone. He did us a solid this year.
0: He did, but it's what... Um, do you know what it is? I'm not attacking those, but these are the leaders who are telling us what we can do. Mm. And now they need to be available to go back to the companies that are providing these provisions. So to I let them know like, something here about what, this, what leaders are saying.
1: And I'm, this is going to be my little rant for the day. Do you know what something I found incredibly refreshing listening to like foreign news? There are actually leaders out there who don't have what I call big dick syndrome and have the ability to just say, hey, we don't know. And you know how fucking refreshing it is to hear that instead of being told stats and figures, and projections, just being told, you know what, we don't know. These are unprecedented fucking times. We have nothing to go off. We have no historical, you know, uh, historical events that could support us in this. This is completely new for all of us. We legitimately do not know how to deal with this. We're going to encourage you to stay home and save lives, wear a mask, because that has been proven to help. But the reality is, we don't know. What do we get instead? Some fucking blonde monkey cunt fucking coming and saying Christmas is on, which is dumb, and then cancelling it five days before. Now, I'm sorry, that's fucking inhuman. I did not agree with him. I did not agree that Christmas should have been on. When they first announced it, I was like, that's dumb, right? But you can't announce it and then take it away. That's just fucking inhuman.
0: Especially in a time, and I, I'm going to have to say this now, especially in a time where those, a lot of us have felt the challenges, a lot of us have felt a blow, and that was your one ray of hope. And even in a time where you can't celebrate Christmas the way you wanted to in the sense that, you know, I, I would splash out. I've got two nephews. I wanted to splash out like hell on them, and I know I mm. couldn't, but I knew I could have that family time. And then you're yeah. like, no, oh, sorry, it's not going to happen. It's bullshit. Mm. You, the, the I won't think going clear again. I did not support Christmas. No, bro, you I don't. did not. Want to. Yeah, but, you can't. But if you know it's available, do you understand? It's like okay. It's
1: don't fucking change your mind five days before. Exactly. Because exactly. not no. Not only do you now look misinformed in the first place, which you were, and that's dumb. Because it's ridiculous that your average Joe schmoes, like the silver screen dudes, are saying, "Hey, Christmas probably isn't a good idea this year." It's fucking weird that we're saying that when you're going, no, no, go ahead and do it. You know, we've, we've provisioned for, you know, there being a a spike at Christmas. Go ahead and have fun. Okay, fine. We still don't think it's a good idea, but okay. And then you change your mind. No, no, just no.
0: Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Idiots, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's where it's at. So in case this ah, is... In the
1: 21st century,
0: yeah, a tangent. Good tangent. But uh, the other thing is, just before we do go into that tangent, is if you are new to the screen dudes, this is what we do. We we tangent. We, we express ourselves. We, we share everything. We've also talked about it, again, internet provision provided. Talked about a time where we could just shoot the shit. It, there will be no topic. You guys write in. We'll discuss as Ad nauseum, whatever you want to talk about, we'll just discuss it, give our views, and throw it out there. Because hey, it's there. But until then, the movie about Rushmore will, will be movies and thoughts. That's just what it is. But yes, the tangent is in, into bringing us in our segue of the 21st century. A fan selection because we're in January. Oh, I love that by the way. Well played on the name. You know, our first fan selection came from Nico. Please
1: oh
0: fuck <laughs> oh, okay. why we look up for the user I will just say that the topic was a very interesting one and that was as much as it sounds like a long title it's really cool 21st century sci-fi movies set on earth so it's films set in the 21st century
1: and also made in the 21st century
0: uh, ooh, ooh that was the point They're made in the 21st century and set in the 21st century.
1: doesn't have to be set in the 21st century. Made in the 21st century.
0: Ah, so that took a different spin to me. Hmm.
1: Strider314 was the uh, Twitter follower who made this selection.
0: (laughs) You in trouble? I think I'm good short of one film. I thought it was films set in the 21st century. The, the the exact wording we were given,
1: let me find it. Top 10 mo- top 10 sci-fi movies set on earth of the 21st century. That was
0: the wording. Okay. Do you know what? It works. I've actually got a replacement. (laughs) Very good. Where are you, yes, son of a bitch? (laughs) For the record, Strider, because it was that, we've now lost Demolition Man, which was set in 2032, but obviously was not made earlier. And you know what? I'll actually keep it in the same position. Screw it. That will work.
1: Demolition Man's a goodie. Yeah. Beauty of a film.
0: And you know what? I was so gutted and I I was expecting a cuss in which now I don't have to worry about, was I was expecting to be cussed for like you still haven't seen Blade Runner and I was going to be like but leave me alone because it's on TV today and I've got it set to record because it's on at 10 o'clock so technically it would have been just finishing now (laughs) Blade Runner for the first time wicked. (laughs) So this (laughs) is what was going to happen and like all of
1: that letting you know now I did not care for Blade Runner the first few times I saw it
0: I just want you to Can I ones. also be honest? Then oh, It's a bit of a tangent. And another one, and I think it's really linked to it. And I was set there. We're well, set in 2029. Ghost in a Shell. Like, I actually did manage to catch that, and I was a bit, Meh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, the good. anime.
0: Yeah.
1: It, yeah, it, Blade Runner is very similar vein to that. So that movie strongly, strongly,
0: strongly borrows from Blade Runner. What I loved, I could see all the influences, but yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, oh, I can see where that came from. I thought, you know, for homage, yeah. you had me bowing, but I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen,
1: going to Blade Runner, thinking about it as like, yeah, I didn't get this briefing, so hear me up. Go into Blade Runner thinking about it almost as a as a philosophical piece about what it is to be human, mm. instead of a balls to the wall sci fi film. If you go in expecting the latter, you're going to be in a world of trouble.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just double checking these stuff to make sure. Yeah, okay, no, every film is okay, short of that one. I, yeah. <laughs> right, well, then without further ado, what, well, Nick, would you like to tell our new listeners what the Movie Mount Rushmore is all about? <clears throat> Season
1: four. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. If you are new to the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast, please be sure to follow us on all podcast platforms, including, uh, including iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, Deezer, Podchaser, Podbean, like, we're everywhere. Go <laughs> search Movie Mount Rushmore. Basically... If you're on iTunes, there's an option to leave a quick review. If you could, that would be awesome. On some podcast platforms, there's an option to leave a rating. If you could, that would be, to quote The Miz, awesome. Indeed. If you like the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast, and this is the most important, just share it. Tell people. Even if you're not sharing a link. You're chatting with your friend in the bar. You're chatting with your girlfriend after you've had fun doing the horizontal tango. I don't fucking care. (laughs) Tell people about the Movie Matt Rushmore podcast who like movies. It helps us grow. But how does it work? AJ and I each get assigned a list. We go our separate ways and we come back right here into streaming and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. To kick off season four, AJ will go first delivering his bottom three. I will deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. And then we will trade one apiece. If at any time we are running off our individual top ten lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top ten lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which
0: this week is... Sci-fi films set on Earth of the 21st century. Bake. (laughs) Right. Okay, cool. Right, so set in 2011 and also made in 2011, I'm kicking off with a film that technically would have been higher, but I think I've brought it up enough in the previous seasons, hence why it's low. I'm going with Source Code. The film, Groundhog Day, with technology, which allows us to to look at Jake Gyllenhaal, in a a film that really caught me. We've done this on our um, Jake Gyllenhaal profile episode, and uh, it really caught me and has always stuck with me as a film of where we just see one day keep repeating and then we try to realize what it is because he's trying to stop the explosion of a train and how Mm -hmm. and in that we start to develop into the world of sci-fi to realize what exactly it is so it's a well it's yeah it's not too much of a spoiler it's a mix of the real world plus a virtual reality but it helps to eliminate terrorists which is a really cool film just a lot of fun weird, you can't really call it action, but it's it's a nice thought-provoking piece that's always stuck out to me, so yeah, that was Source Code for me
1: It's been brought up many times I don't really, yeah, it's a really, really fun film, directed by, I believe it's Scott Derrickson who directed um, uh, Doctor Strange and yeah, it's, it's it's really really fun film, I don't have much to add it's been brought up a lot, and it didn't yeah,
0: cool. I actually didn't do this on purpose and as only as I've just done this, my Groundhog Day theory continues <laughs> with edge of tomorrow that is a punt okay no probs again these these ones are low only because of how often they've come up so when the next film comes up you're gonna be like really but here we go might be in your list set in 2031 the snowpiercer or snowpiercer sorry i don't know why i said that pun okay over to you sir
1: my number 10 um i may have brought this up once or twice it Goes back, I think it's like a decade old now. It's from director, South African director Neil Blumkamp. I think Peter Jackson's the one who brought this to the mainstream. Um set in South Africa, so nice change of flavor for our usual American affair. District 9.
0: Yes, you have brought this up before. Mr.
1: It so Alto Copley, who was in things like Hardcore Henry, who is uh, Mad Dog Murdoch in the A team, but this this is his big tour de force. So it's about it's essentially a, a depiction of South African, you know, slums. So it's got all sorts of apartheid connotations given the setting, but you've got these aliens called sh- uh called uh, shrimps who have essentially come to earth and they're not violent, they're non-confrontational, but they are literally <laughs> literally illegal aliens and they haven't been given granted asylum by the South African government, so they've kind of formed their own kind of shanty towns. And Shalto Copley's character is essentially tasked with going in, you know, doing the odd raid of the shanty towns here or there, making sure there's no weapons, keeping them in order, essentially. And he gets infected by something. I won't go into detail what, but he gets infected by something and essentially starts to transform into one himself. And by transforming into one and then being treated by one of them, he starts to see the wrongs of his ways. It's pretty amazing as a think piece. And it's very, very unique. It, there's not really another movie like District Nine, so that's yeah, that's my number ten.
0: Cool, I like that. I like that. I will, I will catch it
1: at one point. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, but I, I, you know, not more than good. Some people are like, "Oh, that's film." I'm like, "No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's perfectly well, watchable well. and fun." My number nine. I'm surprised it's this low. I hope it's on your list. I mean, it's a franchise near and dear to me, Transformers.
0: Ah, I did miss that one actually I did miss that I'll be honest I, I, did you my,
1: but I was hoping you would catch it who
0: doesn't love Transformers I mean
1: many people and that's mostly because of Michael Bay not because of the IP <laughs> but I have to say as much as I have bashed the last two Michael Bay movies so Transformers 4 and 5 Age of Extinction and The Last Night, yuck yeah. <laughs> I shit the both of them one two and three i will i am an unapologetic defender of you should be. Uh, one is definitely the standout in terms of just being a good movie two there's a lot of plot holes in it but it's all sorts of you know mindless action entertainment and three likewise. Like, if you're a Transformers fan, two and three you're going to have fun with. That's just the bottom line.
0: I can't remember where I stopped because I, I remember I was I was doing the collection, like, giving it a proper shot because I, I was major confused. I'm like, no, nope, you've got Transformers. Oh, like, Transformers is the mission now kind of thing. And I think that's when I then met the misses and it slowed down. But I'm over at two or, like, three or four. Like, no, I think I've seen the third one. So I haven't seen the last two, in fact. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and but I, you know, yeah, I get it. Like the first one, I was confused with characters because I'm not as, as, you know, as based mm-hmm. as you are in it. And I was like, is that a good one? And it's, it's those sort of things that where they throw you off because I'm seeing a cop car and I'm like, he's got to be good. And I'm like, oh, he's the villain. Like, whoa, 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 whoa where am I going with this? Okay, what's you know, going on? But it, no, it was fun. It was fun. I, I really liked what the way the characters were brought to life. um Megan Fox, Shia LaBeouf, they, they delivered they were great as well so no good good i can't i can't diss the others i haven't seen them but from where i'm at i'm 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 all good
1: listen it's mindless action it's alien robots that come to earth and that can transform into objects that we're familiar with like tanks and planes and fucking trucks and it has Peter Cullen voicing Optimus Prime. Like, what more do you want? It's great. By the way, a quick tangent on the topic of Shia LaBeouf. On the flight over to Mexico, I had the chance to watch his uh, independent film Honey Boy, which okay. is basically it's autobiographical. It's quite deep because it's about his life as a child actor. But what Shia does is he plays his dad,
0: and oh, his exactly. a
1: nasty motherfucker. Really nasty motherfucker oh man so it's it's quite, it's quite deep you like it, the performance is whew, like it's a lot of his <laughs> obvious childhood anger coming out against his father but man he brings his father to life i'll say that fuck me
0: jesus okay it's wow. a good
1: funny boy check it out
0: okay okay wow no I will do that that's yeah yeah, hmm. It's already got me thinking, and you know, there's that sentimental side of me, there. So, you know, your heart drops when you hear a kid who's gone through, like,
1: hell. Well, I mean, no, he he went through hell. His dad used to kick the living shit out of him. I just wasn't aware as to what level it was. It's fucking horrible. It horrible to watch. Um, but I think that's probably a career-best performance from him. So, yeah. deep Deeper yeah. cut, but check out Honey Boy. My number oh. eight... A movie I don't think we bring up enough because it's right up our street for the both of us and it's damn good. Looper. Yeah! Yeah, you're right. I, th- yeah, I, I, I've had fun with that film. I did have fun with that film. There's all sorts yeah. of fun to be had. It's fucking awesome. It's a great idea. Yes, it's from director Ryan Johnson who at this stage you either love him or hate him. I fall more on the side of love. I know there's a lot of hate for him out there because of The Last Jedi. And it seems to be, you know, the love seems to be coming back now since he made Knives Out. But I like Ryan Johnson. I've always liked his work. Looper's all sorts of cool, man. So it's a movie set in the future, but set on Earth. Um, Descent- stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who seems to have disappeared off the face of the planet. And he was like Hollywood's darling for a little while. Um, but he, he plays a, uh, an assassin um, working for the mobsters of the future. And the whole premise is really clever because he's essentially the, the way this dealt with works is that the assassins stay uh, are in one place and then the mobsters send them their targets back through time you know with the bag over their head and their money attached to them mm-hmm, and they just mm-hmm. shoot them right but then what happens is the mobsters send back a future version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> and it's played and he's played by Bruce Willis so he's essentially targeted with assassinating himself. himself. yeah. But then you find out that in the future, there's this mega villain called the Rainmaker who's taken over. And then they're tasked with finding the Rainmaker as a child and killing him off.
0: It's brilliant. Yeah. 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 You're pulling them out. You're pulling them out today. And that was your number eight. Eight. Okay. Right. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Thank you. sir. Doing good. Dang good. Right. Set in 2035 for my number seven. iRobot. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Goody. I
0: like yeah. that. You know, it was it was the probably would have been lower, because I'll be honest, at first it was at number ten. I was like, i brought up the other film so much. It's not that it's it's not crap. It's actually based off a book by Isaac Asimov. And it's literally just the I suppose it comes in to see a Blade Runner type situations as well without having seen it, but I haven't heard of it. It's that in a world where humans and robots live together and you have the one man who has a hatred for robots, but yet at the same time has to prove the innocence of a robot who was tasked of killing its owner, do I say?
1: (laughs) Well, allegedly killed its owner.
0: But that's it. Yeah, he has to prove the innocence of the robot who is being charged with killing its owner. And yeah, it, all kinds of fun. It was it was a weird film. Um, I can't even remember what year it was released, but it, it was one of those films that kind of caught your, our attention into that kind of AI mentality at the time that it came out. And it 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 really did deliver. I actually, it was better than I thought. You know, it, it has the demons. It has the prejudice behind it. It has a lot of subtle messages behind just being a. Will Smith action movie. It, it has a tone to it that, you, you know, you stop and reflect and think of. And, yeah, there's not much more we could really add to it. It's, it's one of those fugitive-type films where, you know, I, I, I didn't kill my owner. <laughs> That's what you needed, really. But it wasn't mm. said so Harrison Ford-like. No, really it really
1: wasn't. was robot was voiced by Alan Tudyk, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> very smart and humble and soft and mm-hmm. humble. they're not smart, not not dissing Arizona. Just yes, yeah, so, yeah, complete different voice to that, but.
1: It, it, yeah. it has that same theme that a lot of these sci-fi movies have, like your Blade Runners and your Ghost in the Shells. It ultimately asks the question, what makes you human? Is it our soul? Is it our ability to think? Is it our ability to show compassion? It's, it raises all the right questions. Though I have to say, if you were to put you know, Ghost in the Shell, Blade Runner, and I, Robot as puppies in a litter, iRobot's the runt
0: of the litter. Oh, of course. Easily. As I said, it would have been number 10. Just the other three films have been brought up so much it's made its way into like Seven as opposed to eight
1: to ten. It, it, visually, it was quite it, pretty and unique. Like I'd, I'd never really seen robots like in iRobot, so I appreciate no. it on that level. And yeah, it listen. It was a good, fun summer blockbuster movie, and it asked all the right philosophical questions. Granted, while not answering them in the profound way that the other movies do, and it was still. I think this was still at a time where Will Smith was considered the king of the summer blockbuster, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think this was around the fading time just before you got very boring, but um, yeah, yeah, this, this was a goodie, this was a goodie from Will, yeah, I, yeah. So that was number seven. You're number six, number six, set in 2054. My second showing for Tom Cruise, Minority Report.
1: Do you know why this didn't make my list? Simple reason being is that this may sound crazy. I've only ever seen Minority Report once. And I ha- I-, I wanted to rewatch it over the course of this weekend. It was vetoed by the missus. <laughs> 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 That's literally other, I- I- and I couldn't go off memory. I know I love the, I. I've- even though I've only seen it once, obviously I remember what it's about, but I didn't have enough firm so- memory. <laughs> be like yeah, yeah, it's in the top so top.
0: is it vetoed for like a she hates the movie, just was not in no, the no, movie
1: no it's just, she wasn't on it we were she wasn't feeling it, she was <laughs> had other stuff to do, and then she said, just play we'll start rewatching what we do in the shadows tangent have you kept watching it
0: yes partially i' I've, I've just I'm not gonna lie I haven't gone too far, gone too far. like a couple episodes or more i would have, have, have loved it
1: Werewolves?
0: but no, not as yet.
1: Well, then you've only seen another episode
0: because the World War II episode <laughs> 3. Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's been it's been a challenging time, put it that way. It's, it's not been the Christmas we we wanted this year. But, no, uh, sure. Cool. But, um, yeah, so... Okay, fair enough. It will... Hey, it will come when it comes. I, I understand the power of Vito, my friend. Trust me. <laughs> trust me, I understand that.
1: It's your movie. Talk away.
0: Yeah, no, so... Minority Report is cool for two sides. One, when you're looking at the futuristic side and you, these sliding screens, which is so common now on your phones and tablets, but they were these virtual screens where Tom Cruise was all sorts of... It just shows you the future in a way that we we're looking forward to. it yeah, yeah. also has these these free... These individuals who have premonitions. Pretty cool. Yeah, you, 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 you saw it once and you remember it better than me. I used to watch this film Hunt. Who can they? Essentially, what the precogs do is stop any crimes from taking place, and the key one here is a murder taking place. So they see all of these happening. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. specifically stopping any crimes taking place before they happen. That's the kicker.
0: Yes, okay, yes. Stopping a crime taking
1: place is a policeman's job.
0: That's the police job, yes. Yeah, so what the pre-cops do is they, they can see the crime about to happen, which then the police, which is Tom Cruise and the others do, they will then arrest somebody before they've actually committed the crime because that's what they do. They can witness what's about to happen. What and that raises all sorts of fucking Big Brother questions, doesn't it? Oh, You're now being in prison for something that you haven't done yet. But you were going to do, and it's like, well, how could you prove it? Because it's now come down to the precog. So it's like, okay, so from, you know, it, it's work, crime is down 100% you know, it's, it, with someone pre, pre, previewing what's about to happen, of course, it eliminates and it sounds all good. But yeah, then, the human error from- is a bitch. <laughs> human all error good. is a thing. <laughs> so this is the problem as currently seen in all sorts of situations. What happens if that goes wrong? Hmm. <laughs> So when you're now getting a, a, a excuse me, a premonition that shows something is about to happen and it involves yourself and how do you prove that you're not going to do it and it won't happen, this is where the story now unfolds. And that's where the journey comes on. And it now has Tom Cruise and a precog running through town trying to prove innocent and also breaking the law because he's nicked a precog. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was a load of fun a load of fun i, I, I i'm a bit scavy on it because it has been a while but i always remember when i did watch it i watched it a good few times back yeah yeah, then. yeah yeah yeah.
1: this was steel spielberg in his kind of second revival when he was doing bits
0: every summer as well yeah 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 but it was absolutely awesome movie tom cruise at his best i can't remember oh, I the Oh, yes, of course. Colin Farrell. Yes. The other the cop. Yes. 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 And that was at a time when Colin Farrell was cool. You mean, know? Still cool, Have you seen The Gentleman? I have. But what I'm saying is he was on fire then. He's now cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, Let's be honest. Oh,
1: fucking Colin Farrell had his five years of fame, didn't he? Like he was everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Like it, it was, you know, like you you were happy to see Colin Farrell on TV then, you know the stories start to come out and then you don't see so much of him. And now he's kind of, he's back. You see him and it's all, you, you got to smile when you see Colin Farrell listed <laughs> on a film. i you know, he's not let me down yet. I've got to be honest. Just uh, that was that, but yes, minority report. Of oh, That was my number six over to you, sir. Uh,
1: my number seven. So my number seven. Yeah, People might question whether this is a sci-fi movie or not, but it most definitely is. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
0: Of course. The science behind it of how it happened, I actually... Comp- You're doing very good this week. <laughs> very good. Every <laughs> film you bring up, I'm like, damn, why did I not bring that up? Yeah, no, but no, the, the science is 100% there. Yeah. Like, the whole... sci-fi. Oh.
1: The idea of erasing a memory of someone. Yeah. But yeah. I have to say, what this movie does, which is an absolute fucking triumph and i think it needs to be lauded for its vision in doing this the idea it's all very well you know writing in a book how someone's losing their memory how do you conceptualize that how do you put that concept into a visual image somehow this movie does it yeah it's quite the feats, like it's really quite something to see. the The story really simple, you know. It's Jim Carrey meets this uh, Jim Carrey plays a character who's a bit introverted, meets a character who is highly extroverted, played by not Julianne Moore, Kate Winslet, um, called Clementine, and you they they have a pretty fucking toxic relationship, and. They she essentially erases her memory of him, and he wants to do the same. He wants to erase the memory of of Clementine. And it's tracking Jim Carrey's in literally inside Jim Carrey's mind, inside the character's thoughts, and seeing his world crumble around him, the world that was associated with this relationship that he had. The memories die. And it's it, it's almost tragic to watch it because you know bad memories are still memories that you need to have because they form who you are as a person they help you grow they help you not make the same mistakes they help develop you you know so it does raise all of these brilliant questions of you know yeah pain is almost a necessity in part of what we are as human beings so it's really really wonderfully spiritual i think and supporting class is great you know you've got the likes of mark ruffalo ray wilkinson um kirsten dunst it's, it's solid top to bottom and there's all these great little you know side stories going on like this love affair between mark ruffalo and kirsten dunst and the cheating on the wife like it's it all feels very real like there's mm-hmm. no relationship in there which feels dare i say hollywood-esque it all feels very organic
0: no, so, yeah, I I agree. I, yeah, you nailed it actually, and it's it's true. It's that, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is it in a nutshell. And it, it's it's a sweet story, and it just shows that you you know, as you said, you still need pain, you still need the dark sides in order to build your humanity, which is essentially what it's all about. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: So, not sci-fi well, in the traditional sense of the word, but the science
0: behind it is the science behind it. The, science behind it. You yeah. could, the film can't happen without the science taking place, so it's a sci-fi film.
1: Defo. Uh, my number six was the pun from earlier, Snowpiercer. Yeah, look, we brought it up a lot before, but I hold this film in such fucking high regard, I can't tell you. Chris Evans turns in, he is a brutally underrated actor, Chris Evans. Like, he's a lot more than just Captain America.
0: It's really funny because um, I watched Gifted with the Misses the other day, actually, and I was just watching that as well. I was like, there, there, there's power in this guy. There is power in this guy. There really is.
1: I'd go out on a limb and say, given the right director and given the right role, I wouldn't put it past him to have an Oscar in the next 10 to 15.
0: Easily. 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 I mean, it,
1: it's you, you nothing easy about winning an Oscar. You've not only got to have the performance. Unfortunately, you also have to hope that there hasn't been an equally amazing movie that year.
0: Yeah, no. But what I'm saying is, that the, the skill is there. I mean, it took Leo forever to get one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, that the skill is there. It's not one of those like, "What do you mean, Chris Evans won an Oscar?" Like, it, you know, he's got the rights to it. He has the rights to it. Yes, it's not, it's not a hands down given because there are many great actors who haven't or have still been snubbed or awaited or yeah. under. You know, Leo deserves more than the one he's got. But what I'm saying is, with the skill that he has. It's a given, like it, think about yeah. it.
1: You would never have said years ago that Steve Carell would have become the actor that he is now.
0: So true.
1: So this true. is the guy from The Office and the 40 year old virgin, yeah. Like, you weren't expecting him to turn out movies like The Big Short and fucking, um, Fox Foxcatcher. Like, he's a powerhouse now, Carell. He is, he is, which is.
0: It's nice to see these stuff pay off for people. You mm. know? It really is. It really is. It's, you know, it's, it's hard a guy who voiced the
1: genie and played Mrs. Doubtfire won an Oscar. Just put that into context.
0: <laughs> the guy who played on the giant piano <laughs> is a multiple Oscar winner.
1: The only guy in history to win two back-to-back.
0: Yeah, there you go. There That's you go. what
1: i I think Evans has got a lot about him that is underappreciated.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't
1: Snowpiercer is by any means his best performance. I go with Gifted for that. Yeah, um, but Snowpiercer is wonderful. Korean directed, based off of a French graphic novel called Le Transneige, and it, it's it's set in the future. The world has essentially you know welcomed its next ice age. The world has frozen over and it's inhospitable. You cannot go outside. It is deadly. And the the remaining population of the world is stuck on this enormous giant train called Snowpiercer, and each and in that,
0: the social classes, yeah, yep. each
1: part of the train represents the different social classes, all the way up to the front of the train where El Presidente resides. And it's it's essentially a, a, a microcosm about you know civil unrest and revolution, isn't it? That's yeah. what it is, yeah. And how that plays out and the consequences of that playing out, it's fucking awesome
0: big time big time yeah <laughs> that is literally it that is literally it and that was your number six so your number five my number five i'm not sure what year this was set in we're talking X machina Pun. okay fair enough your time my number five iron man i wanted to but i went for another comic book but yeah honorable not- yeah, that's perfect. This is
1: yours. Go for it. Yeah, some people have tried to argue with me that this is fantasy, not sci-fi, and I've been like, "Get the fuck out of my face with that nonsense!" The later MCU movies, I will absolutely say, are going into fantasy. Absolutely, oh, you're talking.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold you're
1: talking on. magic. You're talking. You know, different galics, different dimensions. You're talking. You're talking wizards. You're talking gods of thunder. Yeah, all of that is fantasy. I'll go with that. This dude is literally a weapons of mass destruction engineer who engineers a piece of technology to keep him in a to keep him alive while fighting Middle Eastern terrorists, and then builds a suit of armor that flies.
0: It's pure sci-fi. Just, just for the fun of it, Winter Soldier could have also gone in there easily. Yes, you can't deny the fact that anything that alters a human being will become science fiction it's not it's set here we go again we're having to justify it. well you justified it it's with <laughs> a scientific background in, in 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 the altering of genes Ooh. in the altering of abilities <laughs> in a way that it's not currently available so short of anyone flying like iron man it is still fiction
1: I've always said one: the the difference between sci-fi and fantasy is really... For for me, it's really tangible. It's very obvious. I appreciate for others it's not. And that's not to say others are stupid. It just means that the definition I have doesn't resonate with them. But for me, science fiction is reality of the future. And fantasy is beyond reality. That's always how I've seen it. Sci-fi could happen one day. Yeah, you could very easily, you know, find a way, you know, a heart bypass surgery could very easily become an arc
0: reactor. What a bad idea! Yeah,
1: instead of you know, instead of you know, the the mega wealthy, instead of traveling first class, they've got a suit of armor that flies them across the Atlantic. I don't know, I don't know how you want to incorporate these things, and that's why I've always said, Star Wars, for instance. Yes, it definitely has sci fi elements, for sure. But it is primarily a fantasy film. You are talking about. I mean. You are talking about a galaxy. Yes, it is a sci fi galaxy, spaceships and all the like. Fine. But in this galaxy, you have something called The Force. It's magic. There's nothing techie or sci fi about it. And that is the absolute beating heart. The Jedi and the Sith are not sci-fi. They are pure fantasy. Darth Vader may as well be Sauron, and fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi may as well be Gandalf. So, it's I, really magic. I, 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 fantasy sci-fi, not sci-fi I, fantasy for me.
0: I mean, to me, sci-fi is a wild a genre of itself. It's a subcategory of fantasy because anything unreal falls on the fantasy. <laughs> Th- there's a reason I'm going to argue with you on that. Yeah. I mean, short of them being on another planet and we don't know what actually... Let's take Clark Kent for, our, for argument's sake. Fantasy. Based on?
1: Based on the fact that a man flies with superpowers that he gets from the sun and shoots lasers out of his eyes and has ice breath and can... But
0: he's from a different... The same way we react differently. not
1: matter that he's from a different planet. It's beyond reality.
0: Within the scope of within the scope of our reality
1: and the scope of reality that we have and the reality that we can comprehend, Iron Man is not beyond reality. Superman is completely beyond reality. Man cannot fly. Unless you put him in a suit of armor. With, je- with rocket thrusters on the boots. You see, oh, if, he, if Elon Musk can put a fucking car into space, I refuse to believe that someone out there in the next fifty years won't be able to build an Iron Man suit. Motherfucker, not- go on not- YouTube. Someone just built the first ever real lightsaber. A lightsaber isn't real. There's the tech.
0: It's always a tough one. I, I, do you know why I'm very much on this? Because this is where my whole demolition man replacement. Now Batman,
1: becomes. sci-fi. Batman, sci-fi. If you don't really count some of the more wackier villains like your clay faces, then it gets fantasy.
0: Batman and the Joker, sci-fi. Uh, so, so, uh, we'll discuss this a, a bit later on and we'll just see where it goes and we'll play it that. Because I, I don't want to reveal, but then I might have to. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there. But Iron Man definitely falls under that category.
1: Mm. And we've all spoken about Iron Man ad nauseum in the last three, three seasons. And you all know the MCU. It's Robert Downey Jr. It's the start
0: of the MCU. It's awesome. Oh, do you know what's really annoying? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm prodding at the missus to get there. And we're still at Tony's backstory. And she's like, this is boring me. And I'm so hurt because I know she'll appreciate the rest. But she just can't get, she just can't sign in. It, it's it's a Fantasy's buggy. not for her, mate. Just bear with me on this. Bear with me on this. So that was your number five. See, si, your number four. Invisible Man, twenty twenty. Great shout! I didn't think about that. Great fucking shout. Yeah. So where the previous one, we can talk about the, 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 the whatever, whichever way can, the the um, it, it comes back to Iron Man essentially because this is just another costume. This is a costume that doesn't fly it works on the optics to, to essentially create a cloaking device and this is the story of a lady who's in a very abusive relationship escaped from said partner he's now believed to be he's now been announced as dead Uh, What happens after that is the follow-up where we understand that he may not be, and naturally he is still alive, otherwise the film would not exist, so it's not a spoiler. (laughs) So (laughs) what is now now happening is she's trying to prove to the world that she believes he's around, everyone's like, you need to get over this, because she's living a very sheltered life, and more and more he is turning everybody against her to drive her crazy and back to him. Hmm. I really enjoyed what I saw from this film. And I wasn't sure I was going to. Um, In terms of a monster universe, we all saw the mummy and we all know where that went. But more to the point, even if it wasn't related to that in any way, the Invisible Man is one of those things that, put it this way, it's a a lot like even the the Hulk and certain things, that if you don't play it right, it can be extremely stupid. (laughs) And what they've done, you know, the way they played it made it very very sensible it was all it is sci-fi is essential so it's not something that we can picture straight away but it's not to say it's impossible because why why would it be impossible kind of thing not at this current time is it possible
1: it's true you know aside from harry potter People who are invisible haven't got the best rep in movies, do they? <laughs> Fucking Invisible Man, Hollow Man, The Predator, like, evil motherfuckers, man. That's why yeah. whenever I say to people, what superpower would you want? Whenever I hear Invisible, I'm like, hmm. You're a <laughs> robber. <running. laughs> That's true. Power of flight. I can dig that all day long.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Power of invisibility?
0: You a rapey motherfucker. <laughs> But it's something, for, it, it makes you voyeuristic, doesn't it? Even though you it's don't... You, you're either voyeuristic or extremely criminal, because let's be honest, you either want to see what people are saying or doing, or you're out to commit a crime of the nature of going into a bank and taking it. So even if you're not voyeuristic, you're committing a crime. Like, What power do you have to be invisible without wanting to... Yeah. Look at what someone what do someone use do you have for this invisibility? These are the questions.
1: What use do you have for invisibility? Answer that, motherfucker! Legitimately, there is nothing, someone, nothing good in Someone, rob someone, kill
0: someone, or eavesdrop on someone. And you know what, what someone's going to do? Good. You know what someone's gonna do now, isn't it? They're gonna be like, Well, if there was a shooter, I could be invisible and I could take the gun off it like No, that, that is the, <laughs> the most nope. biggest reach you've ever gone for. Because that's all you're gonna do. Just in case a crime occurs, you're there in your invisibility cloak. No, you're spying. You're you, you, yeah. to quote to quote the Southern Bell, you're nasty. <laughs> yeah. You're nasty.
1: Yeah. if someone wants to come at me for the power of flight oh you're using that for dishonest reasons it's like have you seen London traffic
0: <laughs> to be fair it's, it's, it's the same as walking to be fair it just takes me a bit further yeah it's where my feet can't reach that's all it is And potentially, would I like
1: to be able to just jump up and within a few seconds land in my destination fuck yeah <laughs> talk about a time saver awesome <laughs> And money saver. While we're at it, let's be honest. You know what I mean. Until they start fucking taxing the air, could all flying beings please report to this immigration office?
0: Fuck you! You're in the congestion zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the flight congestion
1: zone, uh, sir. You are currently flying above the Edgeborough Road. That will be a twenty-five dollar fine. Suck my dick, motherfucker! I'm gonna go up into the stratosphere and take a shit on you. Let's see if shit hurts when it lands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> That's a weird turn. At the, at the right speed, it will probably work. But anyway, let's not get into that, <laughs> so Let's just that took a weird fucking turn. I apologise. Welcome to C4. I'm gonna say talking shit with the silver screen dudes. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> He's a shit talker here, literally. <laughs> literally, like in the purest form. In the purest form.
1: Now, Invisible Man's a great shot. And it was your movie of the year last year, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it really, and again, it was, again, going back to it, they just, whether by the reputation of who they are or what they are, you know, the only time I think there's a good Invisible Man is Hotel Transylvania and Harry Potter. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. But I honestly, yes, yes, yeah, true, 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 true. But I honestly was like, "Hmm, what is this going to be about? But what I saw really delivered, really delivered.
1: So. just had a thought, watch all the Woken Warriors come at me now going, how do you know Predator was a man? Maybe it was a woman. Maybe it was gender neutral. Did you see its genitals?
0: Oh, kill well, me. Wait but, but 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 did you actually say he? We just said the... You, you said anybody. man. You said man. man. And I said Predator. But I said invisible. No, I did say invisible people. I've never had a... I said short of the invisible man in Hotel Transylvania and Harry Potter. And then you said Predator. Like... Th- th- The fact that I said man is because the film is called The Invisible Man. We didn't actually have any
1: Welcome warriors, come at me (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: done done there There we go, okay right, so that was my number four, your number four sir
1: One that's near and dear to you, I imagine you've either got this you're about to say punt to me or you're about to go oh shit, Rise of the Planet of the Apes
0: Punt Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go (laughs) Okay, so this is why. This is the number three. This is the one that replaced Demolition Man. Okay. I now have a feeling you might tell me.
1: Go on, go on, go on. I like controversy.
0: <sighs> it's X Men.
1: Hmm.
0: Now. This is where I'm saying, because the way you broke down Superman, I'm like, I get it, but now we're talking a genetic mutation. Now, the powers are far-fetched, but can we ever just say what will from what won't happen within any genetic mutation? No. So in that base, it is (laughs) sci-fi. Do you you get what I'm saying? So let's be honest. Yes and no, though. Yes and no, because the whole basis of it is, okay, what happens from it is there, but it's a basic rule that... All right, let, let's be honest. We've just called a punt. You've mentioned the film. Man was meant to have evolved from apes, right? Mm. We've now reached to where we are now. So a change in our characteristics and abilities, even though some of an ape could probably do more than we can, a change is a change. It's a genetic mutation. Hence, can we not say no? In science, we're talking our genes, which have been changed for whatever given reason, And in that,
1: these are natural mutations which have not ever been shown to happen in people like this.
0: But again, we're not saying. But this is the fine line between fantasy and that. It it hasn't come, but who's to say it can't? I mean, as much as we'll say it will never happen, let's be honest. People
1: beyond reality. It's
0: beyond reality, but
1: opposed to reality of the future. uh, Beyond reality, for me personally, throw up the F word because that's fantasy. This is only if you prescribe to my definition, of course. You can prove but this it. is
0: what I'm saying, but do, do you get what I'm saying? But do you see the... There
1: are elements of X-Men where I can appreciate it as sci-fi, but I will certainly veto the fuck out of this for being on
0: a rush. More. Bear in mind, it wasn't even on the list five minutes ago. Yeah, At the top of the film, the, the, the schedule, it wasn't on the list. But, but this is also very sentimental, and this is why you say fantasy is not for the misses. and I'm like, maybe it is. She's actually been enjoying these. She I'll enjoyed the movie. That's what I was. Trouble, Hank, is the X-Men movies are not good. But well, okay, this is where the uh, one, two, and three she's enjoyed. She that, enjoyed bro, three. Bro, this is where I got upset. But then again, if you don't know who Juggernaut's meant to be, you're like, hey, you know what? You take it for what it is. Did she see the first two movies? Of
1: course. What is Magneto's power? The ability to
0: control metals. Why is he
1: hiding in the woods?
0: I agree with this. I agree with all of this. Trust me, I'm not going against that. As I said, it started off at New Mutants. And when she's like, oh, I really enjoyed that. I'm like, if you enjoyed New Mutants, you were going to enjoy the hell out of X-Men. Hence why we started. One, two, and 3
1: a Major fucking falling out if she starts enjoying some of these films. <laughs> here's,
0: here's the problem that we've seen now, right? It's so shit. But here we go. One, two, and three, good. I then made the mistake of skipping Wolverine, saw First Class, and she was like, Good. I didn't enjoy that." And I'm like, but this is one of the best ones. That's the best one. <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, what? Where are we going? And then we started Wolverine because I've now realised the error and i brought it back in am moment. It was <laughs> like Wolverine. She's like, I'm not enjoying this. And I'm like, oh, where are we going? Like, I don't, just, I, but I'm now, I'm now at this point of, are you X-Men out? Is this is what's happening? Because when we had to wait a gap, you're just, and it's not necessarily your genre of film. But if, every now and again, she was like, oh, shall we go for an X-Men movie? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, wow. Yes, we're getting there. And I'm like, and I find Iron Man, and I'm like, maybe I'm asking you to buy into too much comic book straight away. So let's just finish X-Men, and then we'll get into that, because I know you will love the ending of the MCU. You know, that, that's what it's all about. But I'm not like, well, where are we? <laughs> I'm not sure she will. <laughs> Can know. you imagine if she shits on
1: Endgame? <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you, i don't think you've come to terms with your own reality my friend
0: <laughs> that would hurt me to a degree
1: oh, i know this
0: i know this <laughs> i know this
1: you don't know uh, excuse me <laughs> excuse me what You, well, you didn't like it, it. remember Come again. one woman close to you already didn't like it
0: your sister yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good thing we don't live together anymore, because that would still be an argument, probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you're, you're. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna quote Bricktop here. You are treading very thin ice, my pedigree chum, and I will be under it when it breaks. <laughs>
0: to catch
1: me sorry thank you but uh, i think you're opening yourself up for a world of hurt by going down this route with her it could be paying off
0: but i don't remember you being a gambling man ah oh, mate but uh do you know do you know what it is is that it's such a weird one because when you look at where we're at And it's like, if you enjoy this, you're going to love that. But then it just starts to swing you back the other way. You're like, really? And I was so happy that she appreciated X-Men because that, let's be honest, it it changed the game for comic books. Well, Blade did. But in terms of changing the game for comic books, that was, you know, those two are very heavy.
1: Spider-Man and um, and the first X-Men changed the game. We know this.
0: Yeah. So I was like, Yes. But now, once first class and Wolverine get a shout out, show her
1: Spider Man one and see how she receives that.
0: Yeah, you know she's got a friend who's taken her to see. I think it was Homecoming, and she was like, "That was okay. (laughs) I can work with okay." (laughs) But do you
1: know what scares me about kind Uh of the MCU tone? So if she was okay with Spider Man, and you're going to have to start getting her to buy into. I think you might.
0: The thing is, because I've had thought of Spider-Man, but then I know how I felt about Maguire. So I don't know how I could sell Maguire to somebody else. (laughs) That's my problem with Spider-Man. But yeah, so, okay. Are we okay with genetic mutation being scientific? Um, I'm not looking for it to be rushable. If you phrase it that way, sure. Okay, thank you cool. So that's the X-Men. That was my number three. Over to you.
1: Uh, I brought him up off air just before we started. Mr. Denis Villeneuve. Um, this is arguably one of the most intelligent sci-fi movies I have seen for a fucking age.
0: Arrival. Do you know it's on my list of films I have to see? It was. Yeah. It's on my list. It's literally written there, like the film I need to see. Really fucking clever, man. It's really clever. It's
1: this setup feels very independence day there's even a scene where one of the army generals talks about the alien invasion and how they're positioning positioning themselves like chess pieces i was like hang on (laughs) i've heard this (laughs) (laughs) but it never goes down the independence day route. these fuckers are not hostile at all Mm -mm. they are literally travelers these aliens have come to earth And Amy Adams, along with Jeremy Renner, is tasked with going into one of the crafts and learning to communicate with them. Now, she is the kind of world authority brain when it comes to language, including dead languages and including things like, you know, hieroglyphics and things like that. Like she knows her mind is tuned in a way. Not because she's a superhero or anything, she's just trained her brain, you know, she's a smart lady. Her mind is is tuned in a way, the same way that someone can tune into learning languages when they've spoke when they speak a few, right? Her mind is tuned in to a way that she can see symbols and interpret them. And the movie's essentially almost it's almost no, it's not friendship. I'm I'm selling it wrong here. They go into these spaceships Uh and there are all sorts of connotations of you know. Time travel through the Einstein Rosen Bridge. I really recommend you guys, if you are thinking of watching Arrival and you haven't seen it, learn a little bit about the Einstein Rosen Bridge and wormholes and shit like that on a deeper level than Donnie Darko. Like, if you don't go in with that little knowledge, this might be a bit fucking overwhelming. Um, I, I like all that shit because I'm weird that way.
0: Um, but <laughs> I thoroughly. Cosine. Recommend- huh? Cosine. I'm up there with you. I'm up there with you. Yeah. On that. So learn
1: a little bit about this stuff, but it's essentially about how languages, not love, not music, not all of these cheesy uh, social ideas that we're not that love is a social construct, but you know what I mean? A social etiquette construct. It's not love. It's not music. It's not sport. The unifying power in the world. They make an argument in this film is language, how we can all be so fucking different. And yet what we're saying, although we're saying it in a different way, Unifiably, it's always saying the same thing, just in a different way. And you can break this down into anything. Think about religion, for instance God, Allah, Yahweh, you know, it's or Jesus Christ, Yahweh, you know, it all comes down to the same thing. It is just one interpretation of the same construct. And what she's trying to relay to these army generals is instead of looking at these guys as a threat, just, you know, kind of look at them as another nation. You know, it's just a different form of communication. It's quite the fucking spectacle.
0: I like it. It sounds good. It sounds good. It, 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 it's on the list, literally. When when this was even mentioned, it's really funny because you know there are some films you have to kind of search to see if you've missed it or anything like that. When I heard it, I was like Arrival. Arrival was like one of the first films that came into my head. I just didn't have a chance to find it, if you would. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that one. Yeah, it's a beauty of a film.
1: All right, what's your number two?
0: I'm guessing this is going to be a punt. If it's not, then it's not. Inception. Okay. Didn't make the list. Didn't. Didn't make the list. I mean,
1: what <laughs> about it, to be honest? Great. <laughs>
0: yeah, nearly became number one, but I was like, nah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Something just, I, I felt maybe brought up one too many times recently, but here we go. It's the story of a. a it, the whole sci-fi is you're allowed to enter someone's dream to find out their deepest thoughts, secrets, or what have you. You're not allowed. <laughs> you're definitely not allowed. No, when I say allowed is it's it's it, it, uh, it, well, some people might want you to. I don't know what the how the science was first discovered, but I mean allowed as in it's not seen in the film. But what I'm saying is the ability that is in the allowed. It's it that is the science in it. You're able, able as opposed able. to allowed, like, able to enter people's thoughts, to enter into the dream world, to catch them in their subconscious, create an alternate reality where it feels real, and they reveal whatever it was. So whether it be a password, a secret, or what have you. Um, We're talking Tom Hardy, the the master manipulator, (laughs) the man who can appear as anyone that you know. So they study you in the real world, and then they can create those areas to unveil what they need to. And this one goes deeper. So normally one will go, Inside I'm surprised, your I'm, I'm surprised you pulled Tom Hardy as the first name. Well, Leo's good. Leo's awesome in it. Liam is, uh, Liam. Leo is that guy that you see throughout. But why I pulled Tom Hardy is he was the, he was the one who's able to. I mean, he he appears as the people that you trust, isn't it? He, do you remember he's available to look like whoever he he was the art the, the disguise artist. Leo just happens to be in your dream, Gordon. Kind of a big so deal. <laughs> He's, he's there, and he he will always be there. But I, the reason I I went for Tom Hardy was because of the way he is that disguise artist. That was the what I thought was really cool about his character. Now, don't get me wrong, you definitely need Leo. Leo is all kinds of cool in this film. So is um Joseph Gordon. Love it, like they're all in there. Like, Everyone who's Ellen Page, at- who's now we yeah, I believe Elliot. we have Elliot Page. Yeah, let's let's get that. Yeah, Elliot Page. Well,
1: in in the credit, it says Ellen
0: Page. I can't... Exactly at the, at the time, Ellen Page, and um, I'm not I'm not sure. dead naming her. I'm
1: not dead shaming or dead naming. It's just in the fucking titles, it says Ellen Page. I can't
0: help that. Yeah, Support Elliot Page. Um he was shadow (laughs) cat recently in in, in X-Men where we were going, you know, we saw Kitty Pryde. So that was, that was cool as well, actually recently. So, but yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's that. So the ability to go within one's dream goes to the ultimate extreme here because we're going like four dreams deep, your character in your dream falls asleep. And then we go into that dream, into that dream. It, It, it's all kind of crazy, but I think it's the level of crazy where Nolan should have stopped because, where he went last year was a bit too much for me. And what was really funny, I don't know if this is going to come up next for you. It's not for me. But even good old um, Robert said, while this film was going on, I was confused. (laughs) I don't know if you saw that recently. And I was like, I I can understand that. And if your actors are confused about the film, how the hell are we as viewers meant to be? Despite how
1: fucking good Pattinson was in it.
0: Yeah, bro, listen, you know, it's really funny because I was thinking about... um, it, it's not coming up for you as worse, is it? What, Tenet? No. Yeah. I was thinking about Tenet the other day. I was coming back from the supermarket. I was thinking, well, one, I need to catch up with it, especially when you got this, for, you know, this Rushmore coming up. And I was like, should I try? And I was like, but even Patterson, for all that, all the amazing part that he was in, was confused as fuck. I'm not ready for this just yet. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, really no Tenet,
1: I, I cannot evaluate it properly on one viewing. No way. Yeah no fucking way there's too much going on in it yeah
0: like
1: the people who have seen it once and have out, come out outright and said it's shit it's like no i won't i won't hear that noise because there's there's it's disjointed there's parts of it that are not good can't believe i'm saying this notably what's his chops you don't put the head in tiger's mouth why am i blanking on his name Branner. Branner, thank you kenneth Branner. um yeah, he for, for as great as he is, this was one of the rare times I was like, "Oh, not feeling this, Kenneth." But um there's, there's there's
0: some cleverness in Tenet which I need to figure yeah. out still. Even like the first fight scene in reverse was kind of cool, but it mm. it, it, it needs to be it needs to be sensible for it to be a good film. That's the problem. This is it. This is it.
1: Listen, Nolan is not yes. known for holding your oh. hand. known for challenging you.
0: Yeah, I'm down with that. But this one, yeah, it just, you, again, he doesn't hold your hand, but they make sense. It suspends belief, but it makes sense. This one, you're confused. And that's where you're like, hmm, <laughs> But again, we're not talking Tenet. We're talking Inception, which is a really cool film about your dreams and how it can be invaded. So, yes.
1: The idea Inception of planting an
0: idea within a dream, within a dream, within a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Crazy, crazy, but crazy cool. Hmm. You're number two, sir. Ex Machina. Oh, don't blame you. Don't blame you. Honestly, awesome film. I actually watched it again two nights ago because I just saw it on Netflix.
1: Fucking film, man. It's so good. It came out of nowhere. It's small. It's concise. It's deeply philosophical. It's a really, really interesting character piece. It's a small movie. I mean, despite the fact that it's got three powerhouse actors in it, it's all set in one location. It's really, really small and tight. It doesn't do anything big and bombastic. Oscar Isaac essentially plays this mega, mega bright, mega wealthy inventor, and he's created, ultimately, an AI that has now got to a stage where the lines are blurred between an AI and a human. The The AI is capable of... All human emotions, empathy, anger, hatred—you know, she's got it all. He even says to her, what, what you think sexualization. I've I've made a pussy for her. You can fuck
0: her if you want, and she'll and she'll appreciate it. Like not necessarily from him, but she has the sensations. That's the yeah. yeah,
1: and she'll appreciate
0: it. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. men. Do you know, I don't want to give the spoiler to it, but there was something when I looked at it again, I was like, did it have to end the way it did? And the reason behind it was all kinds of awesome.
1: I love the ending. I fucking adore the ending.
0: I was hurt by the ending the first time. I was like, what? No. Oh,
1: but she'd lose battery. But she'd power down. It's like, that's
0: the point. Freedom. Freedom. But, but uh, I don't really want to get into the spoiler territory, but you know the real magic behind it, right? Do, do you know there was that line that talked about the evolution and where one takes over from the other? There, there's a poetic license there of where we were following the story of one person, and at that point, that was also a sign of evolution because she then became the character that we followed. And I was like, "That is very smart, very smart." So and they, yeah, the so way good. they can it, it's like, yeah beauty and a magic in a box. Honestly, top film. It really
1: is. It's it, that's that's rare little gem that comes uh, comes along now and then, and I still think not enough people have seen it. It's
0: I don't think so. I don't think so, but I really... And again, guys, if you are in the UK, I can't talk for other countries, it's available on Netflix. Do check it out. I think you've got till the end of this month. I think I saw the 30th of January is the last day on So Why do they do it? Uh, it is what it is. Licenses are licenses, my friend. We can't, <laughs> we can't do anything about it.
1: <sighs> this is why they're a company that's so in debt, whereas Disney is so... Making its money. Right. No license fees. Yeah.
0: Um, what's your worst? I'm hoping we, I'm thinking we should have the same one. Um, it's set in 2029 Terminator Genesis. <laughs> You've
1: beaten me this week on worst. I completely forgot Terminator. Uh, can we call it properly, though? Jenny Smith. <laughs>
0: If you wish, my friend, if you wish, yes. Oh, like, that's this film! Such an... Oh, oh. Aberration. Absolute crap. Absolute disservice to a franchise that, to be honest, has been dying since number two anyway. But this was just the worst of the worst. I remember watching it and I was just, what is this shit? <laughs> Honestly, it was just like, nah. Nah, not for it, me. There's
1: a few redeeming it. parts in Terminator 3, which I had fun with.
0: Bro, this is what I'm saying, you can have put it this way, the film went wrong but you could see what they were trying to do, everything since hmm. Terminator 2 and Arnold age is that they're trying to create a new Terminator, they're trying to let the franchise continue with a new face but it doesn't happen, right? That's but the actually, problem with no,
1: I'd also argue that they were onto something with Salvation by actually setting it in the future for once instead of in our time, seeing an adult yeah. John Collins doing his thing and I got a weird kick out of Salvation. There were parts of it where I was like, oh, this is cool. We're seeing the Terminators in the future doing some Terminator shit. I like this. There you go. There you go. They, they, they all had something redeeming about them, but this one, fuck me.
0: It, oh, it Yeah, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I, oh, it's it's just, just so terrible. There's just nothing. There is nothing, nothing
1: in it. Nothing, nothing. Nothing of value in this film.
0: Yeah, it, it was painful. It's actually painful to watch. Did you ever see
1: um, Dark Fate
0: in the end or not? I did. I did. I was it, again. It, it's, it's one good, of those right? things. It, it's good, but it was just too late, and yeah. too much damage has been done in between that you just can't unsee it because we were hoping for Dark Fate because we were hoping for Dark Fate and never got Dark Fate. Yeah. And I get it that it's a reset, but you can't undo what's done. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. But, and then you just kind of have this lack of faith of what's to come because you've seen what has come there. You know, it's like, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. You're there. You're there. That's all you are when you could have been awesome had you been done at the right time. Yeah. And you're worth it.
1: Little bit of a cheat because not the whole movie is set on earth. But the setup and the initial act are set on Earth, and it's a remake of one of the most beloved B movie sci-fi's again starring Arnie. But the remake stars one of our guys, Colin Farrell. Oh, I know where you go. The remake of Total Recall. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Can I be, I've only seen part of it and I just I did give up, but yeah.
1: This should not have failed. This it's really funny. should not have failed. The original Total Recall is a really fun, all but, I guess, purposefully B-movie, stupid movie. It's a good concept. You go into, you know, world is pretty shitty. Can we all relate to that? Can I get an amen,
0: motherfucker? Amen, amen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the world in the future is pretty shitty. Arnold Schwarzenegger back then was a builder. He doesn't like his life. Um, And he goes to this place called Recall where they plant, you know, fantasies in your head, which you can live through. And the way the old movie was set up is that this fantasy awoke something in him which was real. And there was a super agent and he has to go to Mars and fight crime. Awesome. Fucking awesome. And then the end, obviously, you know, if you miss it, you miss it. And if you have missed the ending of the original Total Recall, hold on to your seats because I'm about to drop something that's going to make you go mind blown. Do you remember in the original recall, there is a line when they're talking about when they're planting the Mars dream in his head, and they're saying, oh man, this guy wants it all. Blue skies on Mars. What a great idea. What's the last shot of total recall? Blue sky. Still in a dream. (laughs) The moment uh, I, saw that, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and, you know, for, to, to have something like that in a B-movie was like, you know what? Me like. <laughs> Me like a lot. <laughs> oh okay. The original sequel was so fun because you got his character. You understood the world he was living in. Yeah, he had a hot wife. I mean, he had Sharon Stone, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> all hail Sharon Stone. Um, to the head of the table with Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> 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 um, but recall the original, built everything properly. Here's the character, here's the world he lives in, here's the life he leads here's the here's the hook you know where he becomes an agent, here's his adventures on Mars. in this new recall, it's like, boom, he's an agent in your face, no backstory. We're gonna do fucking throwbacks and back cuts, and straight into the action, it's like, what the fuck are we doing? don't care about this character. You're making me dislike Total Recall. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. I, I get that. I and get if that. they just stuck, like, if there was ever a movie which you almost want to give the Lion King treatment to, by that I mean just do a fucking, exactly frame fucking frame remake, it's Total Recall.
0: Yeah. Because
1: how game. you get from A to Z the movie's pretty fucking perfect. Yeah. And I'm I, know, and I am not saying the movie's perfect. I'm not even saying the movie is good. I'm just saying, as far as the plot
0: unfolds, yeah,
1: scene to the next, this character interacting with that character, some friends become enemies, some enemies become friends, character blah, 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 development, enrichment, new characters coming in, new adventures, that, everything unfolds perfectly in a well-paced, well-ordered order. This new recall was all over the place. I was like, "How have you fucked up? Total Recall's arguably biggest asset. How? Yeah, it happened. Yeah, with a good cast: Michelle Monaghan, fucking Kate Beckinsale—not Michelle Monaghan, yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Colin Farrell. How do you fuck this up? What the fuck?
0: Yeah, on paper, on paper, it should have been an absolute success.
1: Banger. A banger, a remake to one of the most beloved '80s B movies. How the fuck do you mess this up?
0: <sighs> it's sad, but it happens, my friend. Yeah. It's sad, it it's sad, All right, your number one. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, 2011. All right. Okay. I did. It, it, there's something about that film that you know. At first, it was my number two, and I swapped them in Inception round. There's something about that film that has a an appreciation that you just can't, I can't take away from it. James Franco is absolutely amazing. Circus still underrated by all means. It's <laughs> just, it it just gives you something. And it's one of those films again, a bit like Invisible Man, that, 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 that they're the remakes that we never know you needed. Like they're there, you've seen the other films and you're like, there's no way I'm going to buy into these franchises. <laughs> Rise of the Planet of the Apes will say, okay, you don't want to know about the ape film. Check this one out. And, the way it shows that evolution and the, the manipulation and the the becoming of something, how the apes became who they are, that yeah. again, you know, let's go to it. No, <laughs> that that no, that ch- changes everything is just amazing. I remember hearing about this film and everyone was like, "No, oh, you need to see Rise." And I was like, "I didn't see the Wahlberg Planet of the Apes." I'd no, seen no, no. you see that? That is bad. <laughs> but this is what i'm saying i've heard of those bits and then i heard oh, of the chart yeah. and i thought this was a sequel to the the Wahlberg thing and i was like okay so they've changed james frank mark Wahlberg for james franco like okay big book, here we go part two And people were like it's not a sequel i'm like you sure i'm sure it is like my ignorance would not permit me to go anywhere out of it because i'm like we had the old stuff this is that it was just a small 10-year gap that just said we're gonna try this one more time yeah and boy did it pay off boy did it pay, boy, it pay off it. Uh, that Absolutely no, awesome. that fucking no that he delivered
1: twice. I saw that in the cinema, and I've said this story before. Twice, when that no is delivered, you can hear a fucking pin drop. <laughs> the pitch yeah. perfect delivery of that line from Circus, and how well it was captured on screen. It's not random that on two full cinema screens, it left audiences like it was insane. Insert.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was honestly. There's just so many fun memories from that film, and you know, it's it's a it's a evolution, genetically modified evolution, albeit, but into a world that you you just think like no way, but then you know the logic is there, and it's it, it it's cool. It it really gives you something, and. It's a war that shouldn't necessarily happen, but it's the ignorances of people that permit it to be one way. Because under Caesar's role, you know, grain, man, and ape could live together as cohorts, but it never happened that way. And you know, yeah, Cobra. it's funny. Just just recently, my brother and I were talking because to us, what we call our whole thing is anyone who's a, a fake leader. If you were. They're instantly a Cobra, you know? False prophet, if you would. So uh, it was just recently my brother goes, you know, I haven't said it in a while, but Cobra still exists, you know? I was like, you're damn right. (laughs) And it's true. It's just these people who just try to take leadership and it's not, you aren't the leader to just accept who you are kind of thing. You know, they lead into the hate that exists in the world at times. So, yeah.
1: Inside joke, we need to start getting okay Cobra trending.
0: (laughs) Why not? <laughs> um, I heard his Twitter account got suspended. Okay, that's enough. We'll move on. But right. <laughs> Glorious fucking day! Mm. Oh, but yeah, that's where glorious we're at. So, yeah, the Planet of the Apes is, is my number one. By all means, I just love what it delivered in a, in a weird, unbelievable, yet believable future.
1: Mm. Yeah. Going back to what you just said, not disagreeing with anything you just said on Rise, you know it's not just his Twitter account that was suspended.
0: Yeah, social medias. Let's go through social medias, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you do you know who banned him last night? Go. This was the biggest form of fucking trolling I've ever seen, but they put it out on their Twitter account and it was like this is levels of shithousery now I am down with who? Pornhub <laughs> <laughs> How? What the? Fu- <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> How fucking good is that? Firstly, what sort of dirty motherfucker has a Pornhub account? That's just wrong. Go on there, do your thing, fine, but an account? <laughs> That means you're creating some like profile and playlists and oh, favorite wow. videos. It's like you're spending too much time on the porn. <laughs> and
0: Trump. There are so many levels because there's that, there's that level. Then there's two like who searches for Donald Trump porn? It's another area we don't have to get into. <laughs> but then there's also another one of the fact that you're banning him. That means you can't even call Donald Trump a wanker because he's not allowed to. <laughs> ah! It's so good, isn't it? It was
1: literally a tweet that came out, and I was like, you know what? 2021 might be okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've broken AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I <See> that coming? <laughs> It's brilliant, isn't it?
0: <laughs> guys I apologise I actually have tears in my eyes well. <laughs> he's gone <laughs> <laughs> he's in a shit <legit> gone <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just never saw that coming I, I never, never saw that coming <laughs> <laughs> it worked it? it works. it works. Ah, okay, we're back, we're back. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) The the poetic justice behind it. I
1: know, right?
0: You ain't gonna see no grabbing by the pussy now. But it's like, we accept all wankers, but you. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Okay, all right. So I think I know what your number one is. It was punted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so again... Please don't think I'm doing it any injustice. It's just on the frequency of how often we've brought it up.
1: Well, in fairness, it's the frequency I've brought it up. It took you a long ass time to fucking see this film.
0: (laughs) It did. It did. It did. One Edge of Tomorrow. Well played, well played. I mean, there's nothing, there's no reason to hate on this film. It, it's the sci-fi we needed. It's the sci-fi action. Exactly. Exactly.
1: exactly. Let me Let me break down further why this was my number one. Because, you know, I've said a few times on this list, it might be a reach to call it sci-fi or some people don't see this as sci-fi. When you think of sci-fi, this film literally ticks in the stereotypical sense of the word. This film ticks every box it's got aliens it's got guns it's got movie stars it's got time travel it's got cheap puns it's got yuck yucks it's got training scenes it's literally got everything you would want in a Mm sci-fi
0: yeah futuristic guns it's got yeah it's got it all it's got got
1: everything, everything everything The aliens were cool. Like, I loved the design of the Mimics. I loved it. I loved the ships they were riding in. I loved the plot device by which he becomes caught up in this whole war. uh, Do you know what? I know he's a fucking cuckoo nutbag, but I just love Tom Cruise. Well,
0: he's in my list twice, bro. Like I have no arguments with Tom at all. I don't agree with his, you know, religious views or his politics. That's fine. But Mike, Mike... God, do
1: I like seeing him on screen doing his shtick?
0: This is it. Like, and the thing is, how can I say it? Short of you being involved in his actual circle, his religious view is kind of kept in that. Like, you know, it's, for instance, for any given other religion, if you were to marry a person of that religion and they're a strict believer of it, then they expect you to practice it. Like Tom Cruise, okay, he, you know, who like, this is wrong, he'll, he'll advocate to that. But so the most... Strong people of a specific religious belief, but he just goes about his business. I've heard he's very difficult to work with, but is he? But I didn't hear, I've never heard this. Uh, yeah, it came out recently. A few people have said he he can be I a mean, bit extreme. Yeah, what I hear unilaterally about Tom Cruise is like
1: he's one of Hollywood's nice guys. Um, I mean that that's news to me. Like, and he's also I have to give him.
0: For- to be honest, is the one I heard, but it was like she's the latest star to come out, so I was like really like I, I you know one thing Sorry, give me one second yeah um one thing oh, i always loved about tom cruise i don't know if he still does it obviously it's not going to happen now is i always respect him as the guy who would wait outside the cinema to shake everybody's exactly. 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 head. and this is what i just loved about his humility i was like this is this, this is the the movie star that we need yeah. the one who That's cares what, about him. Exactly. That is what i love
1: He's not high on his own supply, he's down with the fans. Like, I have got I've got time for Tom Cruise, I really do.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if it comes out that he's some sort of kiddie fiddler, molester, wife beater, you know, sexual assaulter, obviously my views
0: will change. It but if he's a deviant, then yeah, no, we're not gonna support him. But yeah. I mean
1: But at this recorded moment in time, Sunday, the tenth of January, at one fifteen pm GMT, I'm down with Tom Cruise
0: yeah exactly don't believe in everything he believes in which is again fine we're bloody good friends and we have different views it happens you know but hmm. everything else I I don't have an argument with him I really don't
1: yeah so Edge of Tomorrow my number one by for me yeah it's, it's the quintessential 21st century sci-fi movie that nearly didn't become a uh, fucking as popular as it was because of the worst marketing campaign I think I've ever seen
0: yeah yeah crazy Very weird. Very weird. Right. First
1: Rushmore of season four.
0: (laughs) Do we have a problem with either of our number ones being in there? Because I don't. No, God, no. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Ex Machina, I'm also down with.
1: Uh, Yeah, potentially. Potentially down with Ex Machina.
0: The only other one on my list that I'm really going to... Go for would be Invisible Man. Person on my list, it is but a I mean great
1: it. shout. It is a great shout. My only concern with it is that when we put it, firstly, it's made a poll recently. Okay, that's true. Um, and it wasn't that well received, which surprised the fuck out of me considering how good it is. But it no, did- it's all to
0: the retirement. I think it's all to the retirement in the weird cinema world that we're in. It's probably very heavily missed, personally yeah. speaking.
1: The one I might bat for, just because it's a bit different, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
0: I Yeah. I actually like that. I actually like that. I don't actually have any reason to not want to go for it.
1: Hmm. Okay, so we've got three. And the X Machina, I mean, I'm down with, but it's still a question mark.
0: In exchange
1: for what, though? Well, this is what I'm contemplating. Snowpiercer, we've put on endless times. There's some love out there for Looper, maybe a rival, but again, I don't think mm. in a Twitter poll. Actually, no. Yeah, let's let's just go with Ex Machina because I'm going to be very interested to see
0: what it actually gets as a result. Yeah. Res- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I and it represents AI, which is something that's quite prevalent and it's very heavy in you know it's available in real life and it's something that's always featured in sci fi no matter how far back you go really. So it it it's not actually shown in any other form of the films. But it is quite prevalent in actual form of sci fi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're all quite different as well, which I like. Very they're sci-fi for very different reasons. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a nice, diverse Rushmore, this one. Very interesting. <clears throat> okay, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of sci-fi movies set on Earth from the 21st century
0: in no particular order is... Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat to some people. Just want to get that out of <laughs>
1: All you need is kill for some others. Ah, interesting. (laughs)
0: Our second entry is... Rise of the Planet of the Apes. No! (laughs) Our third entry is... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of sci-fi movies
1: set on Earth from the 21st century is...
0: Ex Machina. (coughs) Okay. (laughs) That wasn't meant to be in there, but yeah, apologies, people. That's a really good list there, people. But you did hear us mention how will the Twitterverse react, how the polls will react, and the reason behind that, and when we say the poll that is poll as in voting poll, not the Polish people, who we don't have a problem with voting. (laughs) It's not the poll we're talking about. Everyone's welcome to vote here. What we do is we, the Silver Screen Dudes, have voted for the four must-see movies of this specific genre. It is now down to you to have the power of voting. We are giving it to you to vote for the prime, the absolute number one, the absolute must-see, the one that beats everybody else. Based on our suggestions that are. So what we've done is we will give this to you. Our four films will now go up on our Twitter at movie and more importantly, on at MoviePolls for you. They will be up there for three days, and you will have the power to vote for the must see twenty-first century sci-fi movie set on earth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's a a tongue twister for you there's something to get out so guys that's all you have to do the four films will be listed on both of our twitter polls and it is down to you to vote you put your vote down and next week we'll read out both your comments and the votes and not last week but our last show of season three our topic was the top movies
1: not a bene released in the uk of 2020 and our contenders were ironically, The Invisible Man, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, and Parasite.
0: Okay, here we go. So this is the game now where I... Because I purposely don't look at our Twitter, guys. Not that I don't care for it. It's just I I would be taking away the answers here.
1: We had 308 votes. A few people commented. Let me just give them their shout-outs. Uh, Fandango. So Andy Hart at Fandango said, "Totally forgot Jojo Rabbit came out this year. I saw a preview last year. Not the best of the year, but the best to make your top four Okay. Um, eighty at Photofan9000 said, "Because of the sheer creativity involved, I went with Jojo Rabbit." Eric Toth at Film Philo, Film Philo Philo, just put tough one. So okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll <make> it <laughs> farrier at farrier the first put 1917 curtis taylor at what is your twitter handle curtis 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 d 0101 yep curtis d 0101 put man 2020 has been such a bad year for movies i didn't think any of these were really that great oh ouch i I enjoyed them all but none of them really seemed top tier just my personal opinion i have to go with 1917 uh, Paulie Pockets. Uh, let me get the Twitter handle up at Paul Don 09592081. 0959 uh, put tough one. I voted nineteen seventeen and immediately wanted to switch to Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abdullah Wa- Abdullahwipe at Aya, with two A's nineteen seventeen. Put four very fine films, but Parasite takes it for me. Dano at Verdaffy 1, put big fan of all of them, but absolutely love every single second of Jojo Rabbit as well as every single second of the soundtrack too, followed closely by Invisible Man while appreciating the greatness of Parasite in 1917 also. Whew. Okay. AJ, guessing time. What came number four?
0: But you kind of gave a hint, and I didn't hear it mentioned much. Invisible Man.
1: Yeah. Only 16%.
0: Mm. We'll cross the ten mark, I suppose. <laughs> Stop right <rating> there. <that. laughs> you can. <laughs> All right, number three. Just because of the amount of times I heard it mentioned, and it hurts because you called it really well as a number one, and I completely forgot about it. Parasite. Mm-mm. Okay, well
1: played. It's only two percent that separates three and two, by the way.
0: Nineteen seventeen. Nope. Jojo Rabbit. Hmm. Surprised me too. Jojo Rabbit you, you know, the comments that came in. I know, right? I'm actually shocked. I'm actually shocked. Jojo
1: Rabbit came in third at, with 24%. Number two? 1917. Correct. 26%. And number one, Parasite, with 34%.
0: Well played, guys. Well played. OK. Do you know I, what? I, it doesn't feel I, like one. Let's yeah, just yeah, be yeah, real. Yeah, the I, best I have no argument with that. I, I don't feel like we're celebrating 2021. Chris Trent Grove, where are you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, where are you at, man? <laughs> I need I need some kind of critique. I, you know, the only critique we got was tough one. Which yeah. who was the other one? Who was it that said like I don't feel any, any, any of these films. films? Like what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, what, what did you want? Trolls World Tour maybe? Like I don't I don't know because these these were the baggers. But hey, it is what it they is. They really were. Um. Wow. Wow. That, that that was interesting. Okay, guys. Once again, please at movie polls for you. Check them out at movie empty Rushmore. I really appreciate it appreciate you checking out the Twitter that belongs to us that I don't check out for obvious reasons. So, but honestly just go over there and put your vote down on either one of them. It's a retweet, so I know you can't vote twice, but we really will appreciate you guys going out there with us, putting out your vote, and next week we will read out both your comments and we will play our favourite game of which one it was, and Parasite, we film that one. the Oscar, was the film of 2020. You can't really say more than that. It, it was, you know, yeah, it's there. So guys, thank you very much. Do please check out at Silver Screen Dudes on Facebook and Instagram. Please also vote for the Harry Potter because I'm going to have to put the bloody post out again, guys. You're not helping me on this one. I might have to rejig it for 2021 because it's it's a challenge. But hey, we want to crown our winner. The Harry
1: Potter thing, people don't seem interested in it.
0: It's weird because you've got this huge fascination that's out there. In the first week, we had this good following and it just kind of dwindled i think it all depends i suppose it. you know what it's also at that time of celebration and lockdowns i think the world might not be in a good place but we'll see where it goes so yes if you head on over there we do have our movie showdowns where we try to crown the best films of a franchise then it will soon be other battles just for the shits and giggles as it were but that's what's there the facebook is there and obviously movie empty rushmore where We can't talk about the man who was banned from Pornhub because, hey, there's no point in poking a bear when he's down. (laughs) It has the pole and Nico is controlling that, so he will keep you entertained at all times. Nico, please, what else are the silver screen dudes up to, sir?
1: The Silver Screen Dudes also host the Ministry of Wrestling podcast, which is available every single Saturday. It's a much tighter, shorter show than this one. It's about an hour long. We talk about all the latest wrestling news, gossip, and when there's a pay-per-view coming up, we do our uh, predictions for the show. Even uh, though
0: Genesis was last night and we didn't predict, but we won't get into that.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's watched enough for us to merit doing a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah,
0: this is what I kind of thought. If
1: you are interested in wrestling, you can find the Ministry of Wrestling on Instagram at Ministry of Wrestling, on Facebook at Ministry of Wrestling and on Twitter at MOW News. You can find everything, of course, on www.SilverScreenDudes.com. And we did promise you at the end of season three and throughout season three, in fact, that we are going to be coming back more on the YouTube platform. It's
0: coming. Watch this space. Well, you heard the top of the show open reach we're talking to you and virgin media anyway (laughs) more to the point guys thank you so so much um four seasons in and honestly we appreciate all of you new and old just hit us up on any of those platforms because we love to interact with you guys we'd love to communicate with you guys in any way possible but thank you very much to the ones and to the nickaholics also known as the screeners until the next time i am the one aj anthony jordan i'm nicolero what up my nickaholics (laughs) See see ya